everyone, welcome to another episode of So You Think That Was Good Do You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. It's episode 24, and we've watched the much-loved 2003 Christmas classic Elf, directed by John Favreau. It stars Will Ferrell as the titular elf, along with James Caan, Zoe Deschanel, and a bunch of other people you recognise but couldn't name. You know, my name is Evan, and as always, I'm joined by two other boys with names. It's Sam and Carl. You feeling Christmassy, boys? Is this only episode 24? 34. Did I say 24? Thank God. Did you say 24? I didn't catch that. Yeah, feels like a lot more, doesn't it? That had been a long old year, or a short old year. But yeah, doing good, Mm. mate. Um, (laughs) We've only been doing this for half a year. Well, and as for me, yeah, I, uh, I mean, we have come back from a massive one-week break from this. And I feel like I've forgotten how to talk in the meantime. So rusty. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that we were recording. I was saying this just now. I forgot that we were recording up until about half an hour ago. <laughs> so I had to watch the latter half of this film on 1.25 speed to get through it all. None of the jokes landed because it was all too quick. So all my notes are very rushed and you've got that look to look forward to. Um, excellent. Feeling Christmassy, feeling good then. As always, let's get started with a patently shit plot synop straight from the top of Google. Buddy was accidentally transported to the North Pole as a toddler and raised to adulthood among Santa's elves. Unable to shake the feeling that he doesn't fit in, the adult Buddy travels to New York in full elf costume in search of his real father. As it happens, this is Walter Hobbs, a cynical businessman. After a DNA test proves this, Walter reluctantly attempts to start a relationship with a childlike buddy with increasingly chaotic results. This is Walter Hobbs, as it turns out. Yeah, nothing to say about that. Aside aside from Raised to Adulthood, yeah, that sounds pretty much like the movie I saw. (laughs) Well, he's, he's 36, Will Ferrell, in this movie but he does act like he's six the entire time. He's 36, he acts like he's six, and he looks like he's about 47. Yes. Which was one of the issues, we're going to get into it, I'm sure, but it's one of the many issues that I had with this, is that specifically the romance plot with a very young-looking Zooey Deschanel is Will Ferrell looks perpetually late 40s, <laughs> and that relationship wasn't, quite yeah. lining up the age me. he looked wasn't my issue with that relationship it was the age he acted that made me uncomfortable yes he well, was uncomfortable uh, in the other way one of many issues because he acted like it was six and she really liked that uh also you said zooey there is it zooey i know it's spelt zooey i really hope it's not zooey is it pronounced zoe i, I was just assumed there couldn't be a person named zooey <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i've ever i'm sure i must have heard her name said out loud I just said it how I've, how I've read it, even. We'll leave that one to the fans. Hey, get in touch. Let us know. How is it pronounced? But you can only type it. Don't try and spell it out phonetically. <laughs> Do you want to kick us off then, Cole? Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, so we're in the world of Elf this week. And first thing we learn are elves are real. And there is only three jobs available shit to movie elves. They won't. I mean, I'm open to the idea that they, they don't exist. I could believe that Buddy just made all this up, but... That this is all uh, uh, a trip in the uh, 
uh, in the vein of what was it, the Frighteners, where we said that was the. If I were a young boy, taken from an orphanage and given to a single old man, I also would lie and say I was raised by elves. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry I interrupted. I didn't want it to get dark this. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned that there are three jobs that elves can do. That is, make clogs, make cookies, or make Christmas. Toys. Toys, yeah. yeah. It didn't fit, that didn't fit. Oh. <laughs> okay, so we're introduced to Buddy, who is the only baby in an orphanage, as far as I can tell. There's no one else in that room. Oh, well, the, the sister, this is a, a nun-run orphanage, it seems, and the sister yeah. only really paid attention to him, yeah. Yeah, well, I had a quick look in all the other cots, and there's definitely no other babies in that room. Yeah, so, no, it was an empty room with just one baby in it. The Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy had already nabbed them. <laughs> so Santa well, comes. Well, this is what I, I. Well, okay, no, I'll I'll let you I'll let you finish the scene because. Okay, so Santa comes down the chimney, puts down his sack, walks over to grab a cookie. As far as I can tell, he brings no presents for any of the young children. We learn later that people bad. in this world think that it's the parents that are doing it, so maybe he's trying to keep up that ruse. Can't give, <laughs> can't give presents to kids in an orphanage, can you? Yeah. He's basically just stealing scraps from a table. That's his main job at this point. While he's stealing food or taking food from an orphanage, a young baby buddy climbs out of his cot and into Santa's sack and is accidentally kidnapped back to the North Pole. And what I wanted to mention is that after this, I think we see the nun walk back in. The nun doesn't seem all too shocked by the fact that presents have appeared and a baby has vanished, which does make me wonder if this is how adoption works in this universe. <laughs> and they've got a similar system to the Stuart Little adoption uh, system where babies are basically just kind of merchandise that you can haggle with. Even trade. Yeah. It's the Jimmy Savile approach to visiting an orphanage. <laughs> I'll build you a new wing. You let me have one of these I babies. I left a couple boxes for you. <laughs> I don't know how we're supposed to believe that little baby buddy makes it all the way to the North Pole because Santa drops that sack down first through a chimney and then lands his type 2, <laughs> type two diabetes ass straight onto it. By the time he gets to the other end, that's a bag of leftover toys and a bit of baby bolognese. To be fair, that actually makes... Will Ferrell's behaviour through this movie make a lot more sense to me now? <laughs> yeah, I wrote that a little bit later. I've questioned it yep. throughout, but <laughs> it's all starting to come together. <laughs> so they arrive back at the North Pole. Slave HQ. All the elves are celebrating a Christmas well done, I guess. They're all toasting milk, and then they hear a little baby in Santa's sack. And Buddy emerges. And they decide no background checks, no anything, just there is an old elf who forgot to ever get married or have kids, so he can have the baby. <laughs> it's a very old dude. It's a yeah. very old man. This guy was just in it to play that part. I don't really feel like he gave much to this movie. I don't know if he's like a particularly famous man. I don't know if he's, I've seen him in anything else, but he's just kind of shoehorned in for me. From the very start, he looked pissed off to be yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. 
I did wonder, <laughs> right, when it first kicked off, maybe they'd already filmed all his scenes and they dragged him back in to read a book. But no, he, he is that way throughout. Just bored and tired. <laughs> well, it struck the, the way that they set it up was as if he was going to be a narrator for the film. But it wasn't much of a narrated film. No, yeah, he comes back in at the end, but... Yeah, yeah. It, the movie did start in an odd way. We zoom in and he's reading us the story of what happened in this movie. But I suppose at the end you do find out he writes a book about what happened in this movie and we are listening to that. And I just felt strange. Yeah. Who was he talking talking to us? But who are we in this scenario? Who are we, Sam? <laughs> who are we Look, zooming into this room? There's nothing that makes me angrier than a fourth wall break <laughs> in my totally believable elf film. <laughs> so yeah. Buddy is given to the old man to raise. He's raised to school age, which is apparently about 43 in this universe. Or in this elf well, universe. Well, in, in, in the elf universe, yeah, yeah. All of the other elves there look like children, but we've got to assume that they are also mid-30s. Or the, I guess, all those drops down the chimney did some work. Buddy's yeah. been held back for a long time. As soon as you can spell elf, you can move on. <laughs> yeah, he grows up, grows up, and becomes Physically. a toy. <laughs> he ages on the outside. What, what do those elves even learn in school? I'm just going off, and I haven't read it. I mean, they live an entirely conscripted life. They're either making clogs or they're oh. making etch sketches. Yeah, oh. th- this place is insane because. As far as I can tell, Christmas happened, and pretty much the same day, Santa just goes right back to work, ready for next Christmas. So what yep. those elves do yeah, exactly. is just slave labor seven days a week. This enslaved species. Yeah. Well, you know they don't get paid because you know they're not four jobs. Don't. It's not toys, clogs, cookies, and fucking HR, is it? Mate, what are they going to use money for? <laughs> True. They never leave. <laughs> They're in the sweatshop. Yeah. They get Santa dollars they can spend in the mess. <laughs> yeah. If you collect enough, Santa won't visit your room tonight. <laughs> you better watch out. You better not oh, cry. You better not cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it ten minutes in? Nice. So Buddy is now all grown up and he's sent into Toy making. Well, a mixture yes. of toy making, toy testing, and he's also apprenticing. Is that a word? Apprenticing? As, yes. Sure. So, Why not? As his dad's sleigh repair job. Assistant tinker. Is that what they call it? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. So there nice. is a fourth job. We just didn't mention it. Yeah. yeah. Um,. And he's shit at making toys. He, he can't keep up with all the other elves. they got fast little, nimble, pay-free hands. Yeah. Shit at everything, isn't he? Yeah. Do you see some of the toys they were making, by the way? Uh, all Disney uh, merchandise, right? I saw, I saw an Etch-A-Sketch and... Yeah. Uh, oh, I saw Mr... There's a Mr. Potato Head there, right? Yeah. There was, yeah. A, a Bob the Builder, like, teddy. So these oh, nice. elves are making real merchandise from real companies... All branded, yeah. So do you think that Disney just writes a letter to Santa for like 8,000 units of their top IP for that year and then sells them at a market for kids? 
They're Disney, Disney and other corporations are the aggregator of children's letters to Santa. They pull together the order and then ship it up to Santa. And then he's got his little little blistered, broken hands elf children <laughs> churning out a thousand Etch-a-Sketches an hour. So is Bob the Builder big in America? I cannot imagine that Neil Morrissey's voice carried across. Oh yeah, America. I didn't even think of that. I bet they some trivia to this episode. I've met American people who have said that their kids watching Peppa Pig resulted in their kids like growing up and speaking in a slightly English accent. I just I'm just imagining a bunch of early two thousands kids sounding like Brummy Neil Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> just half of New York oh sounding God, a bit yeah. like Sam. If uh, you're always I got because. All of all the kids, the all the kids' apple. TV shows in the nineties were Brummy, weren't like Rosie and Jim and Brum and Bob the Builder. Is all Birmingham had a stranglehold on the kids' TV <laughs> in the nineties. So yeah, maybe maybe there is a very small subsection of uh, American population who who talk a bit like this. For all our American <laughs> listeners, uh, this is Birmingham, England, not Birmingham, Alabama. Just clear that up. <laughs> also, Alabama. also not Alabama. <laughs> Is it not? Uh, Alabama. Alabama. That's worse than Zooey. Alabama. Uh, in that they're ex-president. Fucking. <laughs> 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 oh. Should we just stop this now? Let's just give We've up. Come too far. Okay, one last thing that I want to say while we're in work, the workshop is that this was all filmed. It wasn't done with a green screen, as far as I'm aware. It was done with forced perspective, and it was really good. Yeah. It's just this good. Is, That's it. Oh, it's fantastically done. Same company that made Lord of the Rings, New Line Cinema. Oh, and a amazing. Lot, I guess a lot of the same techniques that they used. So, Buddy discovers his human. Is that where we are? Buddy yes. is... Thereabouts. Hanging around in the workshop and overhears the elves saying that he is human and has a massive crisis about this. And his father tells him that, yes, you are human. Santa tells him, yes, you are human. And he finds out that his dad is James Kahn from the Godfather movies. And I'm assuming I've mispronounced his name now so that we can all have one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on the naughty list. Yeah, real shock. But he decides to head to New York to meet his dad. Yeah. Walks there. Oh, yeah. I did the calculations on this. <clears throat> Thank God someone did. <laughs> yeah, no the distance from the North Pole to New York is 3,262 miles. Assuming it was flat the entire way and he took no breaks, that would take him 1,304 Which it wasn't because we saw him on a mountain. Yeah. 1,304 hours and 49 minutes. Uh, which is how long this film felt. Uh, and he said he did it in a day and a night. So he's not fucking human, is he? <laughs> is Santa human? I thought about this. I, I don't think so. He's a concept uh, realised? I, a god? <laughs> That's a bit deep. <laughs> he basically is a more palatable god, isn't he? Mm. I think. Don't believe in me. So I can That's true. do stuff, yeah. Very American gods. Yeah, just uh, we're kind of given this view that Buddy doesn't know he's human because he's never seen a human, maybe. But this one fucking got hold of the whip most days. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> Do you think we'll get Elf 2 and Santa realizes he's human? <laughs> Same film again. And he goes to find his dad in New York. Oh, in my head, he was a dead guy. I don't know why I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. So, We're in New York. We're in New York and hilarity ensues. We have Buddy the Elf. He's never seen any of this stuff before. He's hopping over zebra crossings. He's going into cafes and he is eating gum off of subway railings. And I physically gagged when he did yeah. that. I can't it was horrible. with that. Rude. Even though I know that it was a prop with more props, it's still absolutely disgusting. Also, a dubious bit of trivia said that all of these initial scenes were improvised. I'm going to really hope that that, real <laughs> that particular scene was not improvised and he didn't just walk up to yeah. it. That didn't yeah. make me feel sick. I was totally fine with it. And now would you like to hear a classic Evan story? Please. Yeah. Anything to break this up. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, I was out on a night out in Cardiff uh, a long time ago now. Had a bit too much to drink. Had some curry and chips out of uh, the famous Chippy Lane there in Cardiff. Didn't feel very good. Love Chippy Lane. Threw up uh, all of the curry and chips. And one of the chips was completely unchewed. So my friend dared me to eat that chip back up. And I did. It just tasted like curry and chips. Didn't taste like sick at all. Lovely jumbly. <laughs> that also means you inhaled a full chip. Like a seagull, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, bit of trivia for the fans, is exactly how Evan eats curry and chips now. <laughs> like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Swooping down, stealing them from someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so we're meant Wonderful. to believe that Buddy is acting this way because he was raised by elves. Yeah. Well, uh, none of none them of are the like this. Yeah. Nope. Totally normal people. Yeah. One of them's like a foreman of the whole thing. Dad Dad builds jet engines. They're learning about processors. None of them are hopping on fucking zebra crossings and I don't know, just collecting leaflet after leaflet off of people who dispense leaflets on the street, thinking they're all for him. There's plenty of uh, references at the start to him being, I mean, putting aside a 35-year-old man being in a class of children, they make specific mention of him going to where quote-unquote special elves go, which is when they put him in the toy testing department. So I think beyond elves, beyond humans, there are some indications that he's not quite up to He's not the sharpest bulb in whatever it was that I said before. <laughs> he's not the smartest knife in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. So, after Buddy's done New York, he goes to find his dad who works in a children's book publishing company and is instantly thrown out. They think he's a Christmas gram. He just shows up shouting, you're my dad. It's all very strange. Sings a quick song. On his way out, they say, why don't you go to Gimbal's? So he goes to Gimbal's. Which is not a store I've heard of, but it's a very Christmassy store. It's a very Christmassy store. I'm just finding this hilarious because it's so kind of archetype of uh, elf as told by three bored men in their 30s. (laughs) (laughs) He sings a song. He goes to a shop. 
I have, I've never struggled through a movie more. This is it was difficult. I'm not so, for this. We arrive at Harrods. <laughs> Christmas is ongoing. Buddy's hype. Christmas is stalled. Oh fuck. This is where we meet Zooey Zooey. Zooey Deschanel. Zooey, we're sticking we're with Zooey now. Zooey, yeah. jo- okay. Jovi, which is yeah. oh, just a that name I refuse to believe name. exists. Yes. <laughs> I, neither of those names make sense. And there are oh. two chances they got it both wrong. He then spends a good <laughs> amount of time cornering her, refusing to let her leave. Absolutely. Just interrupting her, telling her she's wrong. It's all... Makes me very uncomfortable and makes me think that you are right. There is no HR in the North Pole because he should be in that room right now. Oh, he should be. Yeah, he should be right. He's. It's very uncomfortable the level to which he towers over her and corners yeah. her. Will Ferrell is a very big man. Yeah, and yeah. a big man with pretending yeah. to have a child's brain yeah, who oh, won't let you so leave a corner. Off-putting. Yeah, he's so big. He looks so old, and he's acting that way. Like. Simple Jack level of intelligence he's putting on. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable. And having that in a whimsical film like yeah. this, yeah. and then the, thinking that's a fun little joke, is mm, not In great. the making of this, apparently John Favreau, who directed the movie, based a lot of how Buddy acted on his one-year-old child. Which Why? Which just right. does not make sense when you consider the world he grew one up in. One-year-old child. One-year-old. One-year-old children are still just shitting themselves and gargling. To be fair, I thought you were going to say that he was sending dead rats and used condoms to co-stars like Jared Leto, <laughs> so that's slightly better. Yeah. Just an elf rocking up in New York with damaged tattooed into his forehead. <laughs> Why does this cum smell like I'm mint? Buddy, where are you going? You can't leave. <laughs> so yeah, he's staring at her. He's making her uncomfortable. He's blocking her mm. exits. She tells him to go away. He doesn't. And then starts singing again. And... <laughs> and then, when everything closes for the day, he finds out Santa's coming tomorrow, so he decides to decorate the store up perfectly through the night. Building Lego models, making snow out of all the pillows, putting up decorations. Looks pretty sick. Yeah. And that next morning, he's asleep in the shop, and he hears a beautiful singing voice in the women's toilet. So the Andrew Tate of the North Pole walks into the women's toilets (laughs) and joins in. Whilst she's singing, probably the most questionable of all of the Christmas songs, anyway. Oh. Baby, it's cold outside. Are you saying she's asking for it, Carl? (laughs) <laughs> I'm saying that the writers of this are implying what I think of Buddy anyway. In that song, yeah. it sort of implied something's been put in her drink. I'm just saying yes. Buddy is yeah. freakishly forward. That song is You're Not Going Anywhere. That's what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But okay, I have good. to go home. <laughs> Buddy no, you don't. It's, it's <laughs> cold outside. Um, why do elves know what Christmas songs are? Why does why do Wells know what Christmas songs are? And yet every time he gets asked to sing a song, he just fucking starts singing what's going on around him. Yeah. Singing literally everything that he it's sees. Yeah. Literally Christmas, mate. Sing a Christmas song. He should be his happiest he should be this is the time to sing all his favourite songs, I imagine. But then 
how do they get back to the elves? Do the artists send off a recording tape and they fucking mix and record them on the uh, fucking North it, Pole? Uh, music artists also don't exist. It's just slave elves <laughs> singing songs as well. And then some human takes credit for it. Another number one. <laughs> until they until they did the Mariah Carey one, then they didn't have to make any more. <laughs> just that one forever. Oh, the other day, um, was it Harry was talking about the game Christmas of hearing store. Wham's the last Christmas, and that's you. That means you've lost was, the game. I was. I mentioned this Whamageddon, which is a effectively throughout December, if you hear the uh, Wham song "Last Christmas." In a shop, on the radio, on anything, you're out. You lose. I went shopping. First bit of Christmas shopping this weekend. Lost that game four times. I was only there for two hours. <laughs> it's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And I mean, we've got what two, three more Christmas movies lined up after this. Two, we don't stand yeah. a chance. No, no, no I, I really can't stay. <laughs> uh, I think you can. I think that's the lyric. I think you will. You're not going anywhere. That's some more of that drink. <laughs> what do you mean, why is it fizzing? Oh. <laughs> Evan explaining that song is like me explaining this movie. It's a very Christmassy store. Have some more of that drink. Why does this smell like retinol? <laughs> so. <laughs> after the big misunderstanding in the women's toilets... Yeah, but he is let yes. off with his second verbal warning of the Crazy. day. I assume so lightly. Store center shows up, and Buddy is pissed. This isn't the Kicks real Santa. Off. He was promised the real Santa. He says that the this Santa is living on his throne of lies or something. That's quite a good line. Apparently. Oh yeah, like that. yeah, very good line. Great line. Apparently stolen maybe from Lord of the Rings, the book, not the movie. <laughs> New Line Cinema just had it lying about. They're like, oh, we didn't use this. You have this one, Elf. Buddy is then shocked to find out Santa's beard isn't real. Mm-hmm. After gr- aggressively grabbing Santa's beard. So <laughs> that just meant he intended to grab a man by the face. Anyway. But then he and Santa get into a bit of a fight. And Buddy ends up pretty much where he belongs. In jail. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He, Buddy did send his dad a gift just before this, didn't he? Or is that after this? Yeah, he did. Uh, I, I think this that scene as well plays in well to your theory, what you're building up here for us, Carl. Because the way that Walter, who is the name of the, the dad, opens the gift and then he opens the card with like dad scribbled on the outside. It might as well be cut out of a fucking magazine. And then there's a picture <laughs> of him and his old girlfriend. This film could easily be cut into like, a thriller about a serial killer stalking someone. And there's this guy totally. who believes in Christmas just so much, he's willing to go and do anything to fucking live the perfect Christmas. Take out the bit where we actually see elves at the start. Yeah. And you could start to build quite the creepy horror movie from this. Yeah. And we will. I feel like, take that out, and this could 100% be a Shyamalan film where the twist at the end is, no, he's actually an elf. All of that rapey stuff is just because he was dropped down 20,000 chimneys as a child. (laughs) The only other human he's ever known subdues an entire species into slavery. (laughs) He's turned out well. Uh, 
Yes, so he goes to prison uh, and Walter comes to bail him out. Yeah. Walter, who we are going to be told or shown many times, is just a terrible father. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Mm. I I know worse. Yeah, I also know worse. Do you know worse, (laughs) Uh, we all know us. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty good. He's there, isn't He's he? there. <laughs> Bailed him yeah. out. Yeah. Dad? <laughs> so. No, you can't bailed. leave. Oh. Sorry. I, w- I wouldn't bail out my son after he bought me lingerie. I'd wonder what he was hinting at. My sexually aggressive son who was brought before a HR every other day is sending me lingerie now. <laughs> I do want to, while we're talking about the dad, one question I had is, um, what's his job? He is. What does he bu- do? He's a bookman. Yeah, a publisher of some sort. I have no idea. This, this publisher I mean, makes he, no he, sense to me. He comes up with the book ideas. I don't know. Or maybe he manages the book. Or maybe he's in finance. Or maybe he's in customer service because he speaks to the customers. He's just a guy in the Empire State <laughs> Building who does every job in this publisher maybe he is hr as well this might he's got to deal with all those complaints this might show my <laughs> ignorance but i always assumed that when a publisher publishes books that different authors send books in to be published i don't think you just had two guys in a back room <laughs> and you just go story now what angry old man doing all of them <laughs> it's a very santa's workshop style of book publishing well, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, though, is Santa's put him on the naughty list. He's not that much different to Santa. He's just He's forcing not. people to work. So Walter bails him out and takes him for a DNA test, and we find out that Buddy is his son. Do doctors do yeah. DNA tests? Apparently they do them Apparently in an hour. on demand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he can also offer psychiatric advice, and... Uh, there was a kid in there, so he must be a pediatrician. Jack Vol- and that's John Favreau, director of this movie. Uh, it very is. happy to see him. Um, I don't think he was playing John Favreau, director of this movie in this scene, though. <laughs> well, no. Just the way you were reeling off different <laughs> yeah. jobs he was doing. Kind of oh, sounded yeah. like you were implying that he was giving psychiatric advice as John Favreau, director of Elf. <laughs> as himself in the credits. Make me a movie, baby. This movie makes a lot more sense when you realise that he had to split his time between directing and doing DNA tests for people <laughs> off the street. <laughs> yeah, fun seeing this. Um, I found it quite funny. Uh, seeing those little cotton balls. Sorry. Oh, eating the cotton balls. Yeah, I thought that was another, funny. another thing that just made me really uncomfortable. But cotton balls. Yeah, but I thought of them so. touching my teeth. Oh. That's gross. But just popping them straight in, like you would a chip, say. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't steal these off of anyone. So, so it's a very I'm... Christmassy store. It's always playing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so Walter finds awesome. out Buddy is his son. He's a very Christmassy yeah. son. <laughs> <laughs> So despite knowing nothing about this obviously mentally disturbed man who's nearly 40, Walter's wife says, well, he's living with us then. He is moving in. Yeah. And this is... Yeah, she is very open to 
to anything. I guess she just wants her husband to change, and she sees this as an opportunity to do that. But that's all her character really does in Becoming this. a full-time it's a shame carer. She is. Yeah. And she's from Step Brothers as well, right? She is. She plays his mum in Step Brothers as well. Yeah. And she's great in that. Not so to jump ahead, more. but how much does the dad really change? He don't become I thought a carer. It was the same he just. Dad. Yeah. As far oh. as you can tell, puts Buddy in a room at some points and goes, Story now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he now lives with them, and this is where we learn that elves eat four main food groups. Oh, yeah. It's candy, candy corn, candy canes, and maple syrup. Yeah, that made me and feel sick. Yeah. Watching him eat all that made me feel mm. ill anyway. Finding out that they had to film that scene twice because he threw up the first time because of all the sugar. Oh, wow, it I didn't, need, I didn't know that. And spent a lot of the time during filming of this with massive headaches because he was actually consuming all that sugar. Just that's fake right, it. All the sugar. Yeah. Don't actually put maple syrup on spaghetti and then eat it. I don't think that's required. This, this wasn't going to get him the no. Oscar, was it? <laughs> well he does it again he later actually on. walked from the North Pole to New York <laughs> never go full elf <laughs> great reference this, um, this scene also uh, I believe it's this scene is home to my one bit of trivia oh. uh, which is this, this is the scene where he drinks the entire two litre bottle of coke isn't it yes three litre I'm pretty With sure dinner. the fucking size of that he, he downs a whatever it is bottle of Massive bottle of Coke Gallon. in one, uh, and then does Coca-Cola. A make sure you say the full Coca-Cola. brand name. They make sure to show us it. Sure. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, John. Coca-Cola, and then he lets out a, like, 10-second-long egregious burp. Now, Hang that on. burp This isn't going to be real. the Anaconda guy, is it? If this is the Anaconda guy, Frank I'm going to leave right now. I fucking wish it was. Oh. It's not Frank Welker. <laughs> but that burp was voiced by Maurice Lamarche. Who's burping who the elf? is a prolific burp actor, having done burps in Animaniacs, Futurama, Pinky and the Brain, Simpsons, and Rick and Morty. That is a good... Specifically brought on as the guy who does burps. The things we have learned doing this. I know, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, two, I I've that. learned two things. That there's a man who... Frank Just Volker, voices he does the dogs and, an- and dogs yeah. and snakes, and apparently there's a burp actor now. There was a scene earlier in the film where uh, Will Ferrell tries to pet a raccoon, and yes. it kind of gnashes at him and makes a horrible noise. I was desperate, desperately <laughs> hoping that that was Frank Welker, but from the, cr- I mean, I can't see anyone credited as the raccoon. So, that's oh, a shame. And you know he'd be on them credits. You know he would. That's his eternal, eternal actually, punishment the, from Warner Brothers. It's the one animal he refuses to do. <laughs> yeah. He's still workshopping it. He spent years. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. There's my bit of trivia. Draken Santa offers medical. The insulin that must be required for a species <laughs> that eats solely candy and maple syrup. Well, maybe, you know, they have the metabolism for it, but fucking Buddy doesn't, does he? Probably explains why he's, he is the way he is. <laughs> I mean, did you see him firing off those snowballs? He does have the metabolism for it. True, yeah. He's <laughs> a machine. Do you know what made me really uncomfortable? Was when he pulls Walter, his father, into bed with him after this lovely dinner and then tries to initiate a tickle fight. Is that a normal thing in Elfland? The others didn't really seem up for I mean, maybe Santa's into it, but... You know. <laughs> 
Tanner doesn't pick on people his own size. Is there anything he's done in this film so far that couldn't be classified as sexual assault? True. <laughs> this one's his dad, so let's See, bump Sam, that up Sam's to getting on board with the theory. But he is a fucking <laughs> criminal. Where were we? Walter takes Buddy to work for some fucking reason. Oh, he doesn't want him in the house alone? That's um after the snowball fight, right? I think he does. He initially leaves him in the house alone and he causes enough mayhem and trouble. Yeah, they they leave to go to work. Buddy is left home alone and decides to go and sit outside a school for five hours and wait for his brother. I see what you're doing. Oh. <laughs> This is another so leading. Thirty-six-year-old <laughs> man dressed as an elf sat and stared at a primary school door for five hours. The evidence is mounting up. Also, uh, the brother. Quick note: for the entirety of the film, dresses like a, gr- a Russian grandmother. <laughs> I don't know why. He's always in his big old coat, Massive. like a little babushka. Yeah. <laughs> so, very nice very nice word that's the word of the day there so Buddy (laughs) picks up his brother they head into the park and I don't know if these kids are meant to be seen seen as aggressive I mean they're just throwing snowballs but the bravushka acts like they are quite the thank you they're they're the bad guys of the school yeah well he says these guys are trouble yeah. Well, all they do. I mean, it's, it's a snowball fight in winter. I mean, that doesn't seem too terrible. It's kind of funny. It's a very Christmassy snowball fight. <laughs> so, Good on. Buddy, on his... So, Buddy, with his uh, massive sugar rush, puts together about a thousand snowballs in five seconds and <laughs> just annihilates a bunch of very small children. Fires them off yeah. like a meth addict, determined to get his next bag. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. <laughs> He doesn't let that one get away either. Santa's taught him better. He never lets a kid get away. Yeah, there's, oh yeah, there's the one kid who almost gets away and he just yeah. blitzes oh, he gets them from him. the other end he of the him. park. Yeah. Mm. He just, maybe it's cold outside. He gets... <laughs> but yeah, he just gets away with so much shit just because we all go, oh, but he's like a child, it's fine. He's just like a normal child who harasses and assaults everyone he sees. Lock him up. (laughs) Where are you going? So, New York's most prolific criminal then heads back to (laughs) a very Christmassy store because he wants to see Jovi, not her real name. Probably didn't give her real name because he's fucking insane. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you? Also, that can't be a real name. No, that's no one's real name. No. What's what's your name, Joe? <laughs> and we find out that once again he's breaking the law as the entirety of an entire store has taken out a restraining order on him because yeah. of the damage dealt to Santa during that fight. We know that Santa got fucked up because he wasn't in that jail cell when he got bailed out, but he was there unbruised. There's no Santa. Santa's in a fucking hospital bed somewhere right now. Well, poor Buddy's got PTSD. He didn't know what he was doing. When Buddy shows up at the store to go see Jovi again, illegally, the guy who is their boss had to fill in for the now crippled center. And this is where... Oh, and when he and his brother show up in this store, they do 
bounce around on a bunch of beds and trash a bit of the store as well because, you know. Of course they do. Oh, and they jump in the elevator. That gave me oh. a horrible oh. feeling. If someone was doing that with me in there, I would die. Terrifying. And they... Hmm. And they... <laughs> I've really touched Carl. You okay, buddy? <laughs> Oh. Sorry, it's just such a Christmassy store. <laughs> so, and they've shown up at the store because Buddy wants to ask Jovi on a date. And she's up for it. She says yes. She says yes! Yeah. What she's the fucking fuck? terrified of him. Yeah, well, yeah, you would be. Because <laughs> you see, he starts In- looking all sad when she says she's busy. And you get worried, don't I mean, you? she'll. she's also as gormless as he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got the most blank expression through the whole film. She says yes. And fast forward next day. Walter takes Buddy to work with him. It's decided he can't be trusted to be at home by himself anymore. And times are tough at work. Walter's under the cosh with his boss. Things aren't going well with the books. He has to get a good story soon, so he's stressed. So he says, can't be dealing with you right now. Yeah. So Buddy is sent to the mailroom. Just before we go there, I kind of empathise with Walter at this point. The, the start of the film sets him up as a bit of a dick. But we find out here, he's just trying to keep his job. Yeah. His boss he's is a dick. He's got a family to support. This fucking guy who's shown up saying he's his son, which he is, but he's also a fucking nutcase and a harasser. I, right now, I, I don't really see him as the bad guy. No more yeah. ways on the naughty list. Because he's he now just suddenly Santa. got to balance being a full-time carer with a job yeah. that's going terribly. Of course, with he's whatever stressed. the fuck his job is. Yeah, with his boss coming in, telling him in incredibly vague terms that he's the business is a minus eight. <laughs> that's not good, is it? Okay, Sam? <laughs> minus eight for this quarter. Whatever that means. <laughs> Sounds bad though, doesn't it? <laughs> It's not plus eight, is it? It's not. (laughs) It's just so vague. It's such a vague term that doesn't mean anything. It just stuck with me. No, it's like any fucking job scene in all these movies we watch. It's the same in Mrs. Doubtfire, where the wife worked as a fucking interior designer or something, and they had that bullshit meeting at the beginning. All you do is throw in buzzwords, and you just watch along until something happens. It is it is the um, the Mitchell and Webb trying to do a hospital TV show <laughs> where they don't know anything about medicine. There it is. And they're just like, oh, no. G- give this man electric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so where are we? All right, so Dad is stressed that Buddy's a bad influence as he keeps committing felonies. And everyone keeps telling Dad he's a bad person. And so Dad finds Buddy a job. Down in the mailroom, baby. Very nice of him, I think. He's found him found him employment in New yep. York. But he loves work, and so no problem here. But he goes down to the mailroom, is massively disruptive, gets drunk, and then starts dancing on tables and just ruins everything for everyone. And the dad gets a phone call about it. He's in the middle of a middle of a meeting. Things are still stressful. And he's pissed and so obviously he's a terrible father. Just the worst. It's crazy what this guy has to put up with, with his shit kids. Endlessly <laughs> interrupting. It's crazy that he can hold down a job with them as disruptive as they are. He's the hero. 
Yeah, he doesn't really get angry. He shouts at Buddy a bit now. Tells him he doesn't love him and that he's not his son. But that's just oh, no, dad not, stuff, you know. We're not there yet. And... Oh, that's the second time. I think no, right, yeah. he's massively justified in losing his rag when he eventually does. Yeah, oh, for sure. Okay, I would have so already. He's already bailed him out of jail for assault. Exactly. He's got restraining orders. He's, he's assaulting people. He's, he's harassing people at work. He's kind of stalking this girl. And dad's sticking by him, found him a job. But he has ruined that job in one day. And with no fucks to give, Buddy goes on his date with Jovi. What do we all think about this date as he takes her to shit cafe and then takes her spinning in doors for God knows however long then to look at numerous Christmas trees of differing sizes? I I, I did actually, I did like the joke that when he gets to New York, he sees this place that claims to have the world's best coffee. And he goes in screaming, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, and then takes her there to blow her mind with the world's greatest coffee. I thought that was kind of funny because we've all got a million places near us that claim to have the world's best Perry chicken or coffee or whatever it might it might be. World's, so I like that. World's best chicken drawer. <laughs> world's best drawer of, of slimy chicken. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. Go Perry Cheltenham, baby. <laughs> But other than that, this day, this made me just as uncomfortable as all of their other interactions. Everything about it almost felt like fucking day release out with a carer up until she just kisses him. It did not. Oh, yeah, it, it didn't this, fit yeah. the moment. It just it felt wrong to no. me. He didn't really seem there enough. No, and he kisses her on the cheek, and then she says, "You missed," which did make me feel a little bit sick. And then she gives him a kiss. And then everybody looks away because he's only wearing those tights and you don't want to see Will Ferrell get a boner, is he? This is Zoe Deschanel. And then I suppose the date ended. A kiss which must have tasted like maple syrup and vomit with his diet. Oh. <laughs> and just rotten teeth. Decay. <laughs> Everyone's going to think I get a boner just because I kiss things now, aren't they? Things. <laughs> uh, people. Things. People. <laughs> Woman, Chloe. <laughs> oh no. shit! So the world's most awkward date comes to an end. Yeah. And based on how the next bit goes, I assume Buddy goes on a very long walk. But back at the office, his dad's office, they've hired a a very famous children's book writer. Oh. To write them a story because they need a story to bring that minus eight all the way up to a higher number than minus eight. Yes. yes. Okay. And Next scene, please. No. <laughs> and this <laughs> author is played by Peter Dinklage. Right. A phenomenal actor. Yes, a, a treasure. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this in a long time, and I didn't remember large swaths of this movie. And when Peter Dinklage showed up, I was like. Yes, someone I love. Just surprising to see him in a time before Game of mm. Thrones, but I probably wasn't very aware with him. And then my mind clicked, and I knew exactly what Will Farrell was going to do with this oh, poor yeah. man. And so, yeah. just sitting through it, what it happened. And it doesn't look comfortable for anyone in the scene, and it isn't funny at all. And he does it like five times. That's the issue, I think, is that I get... I get that the joke is is not on 
piece of Dinklage. The joke is on Will Ferrell for being the, yes. the idiot. Sh- shall, I, shall I go through the holy joke? Holy shit. They just keep on doing the same thing over and over again. If you want to recount, recount I it, am then. happy to. Yeah, but so, there's no, no issue Peter with Dinklage is in the office. They're going through story ideas. And Buddy hasn't committed a crime in a while, so he decides <laughs> hate crime is the next thing to do. He's got Walks a bucket in. list of crimes. See, yeah, I mean, what do you he want to do while you're in New York? Hate crime, Santa! <laughs> got my New York bucket list. <laughs> yeah. So during all this, Buddy's still on the fucking nice list somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he walks in, sees Peter Dinklage, and many elf-based comments are made by Buddy. Yes. Dinklage kicks the shit out of him and leaves. And at this point, this is where Walter has had enough. His son has just come in and insulted the one man that could save his job. And he says, you're not my son. So other things and Buddy is left. Buddy leaves and everyone hates Walter. It's insane. Yeah, they just it's witness... completely reasonable what he's done. Unless everyone else in that room believes that Buddy is actually a fucking elf. <laughs> None of what he did was okay. And even if he is an elf, it's still not okay. No. But Walter's the bad guy. He's more and more on that naughty list by the second. Yeah. I mean, he should be on the naughty list anyway, because if any of this happens to you, you don't take the, the man in. You get him sectioned for his own safety and the safety of Jovi. Yeah, you don't want him around your wife and child. No. Yeah, this is Buddy Runs Away. Lighthearted, isn't it? Such yeah. a nice film. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think it gets a bit lighter from here. Yeah. Buddy runs away from home. And we see him, and it looks like he's about to kill himself on a bridge in New York. <laughs> it did, didn't it? <laughs> I don't fit in anywhere, even though you've got a dad that loves you back in the North Pole. Yeah, I don't fit in anywhere, he says, looking over. <laughs> and... The babushka son comes to get Walter out of his meeting to say that Buddy has run away. And Walter ditches his meeting to find Buddy. This is a perfectly fine dad. The man is a for a man For a man who, for, for a son, he's known two days. And they go to look for Buddy. So Buddy, hands on railings, looking over the edge, doesn't jump as he sees Santa's sleigh go crashing into Central Park. He rushes to help. The jet engine that this sleigh has has come loose because the sleigh no longer flies by itself because nobody believes in Santa or Christmas anymore. Yes, it runs on Christmas spirit. Yeah. But it doesn't because no one believes in Christmas, even though all these babies keep going missing and (laughs) presents appear. So it needs the jet engine. Babies go missing and presents appear. We all... We all believe in the super rich. <laughs> Blankets get thrown places. Chuck <laughs> a blanket on her. Um, it is a problem he can easily solve himself. Like, even though I know he said that he can't show himself to people. Yes, yes. But he can just set a minimum child threshold. A minimum child threshold for his little slave elves and just have all of those believe in him. Then he's got more workers, more production on site oh, no, and uh, people who believe in him. Well, elves don't count. But yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it's pretty obvious that elf feelings do not count in this movie. 
Buddy's the only one allowed not. to leave because he's human. They're not real people. Because he's too big. They're the proles. <laughs> That's a bit highbrow for this podcast, Sam. And yeah, so Santa has crashed in the park. Buddy goes to help. Somehow Buddy knows how to fix things. Uh, he's, he helps so fix He was the, the assistant tinker, Remy. Yeah. He was the I feel like sort that was of apprentice. For about five minutes before yeah, he, he got told he was. He walked into the room once, yeah. was shown a jet engine and went, yeah, Got it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I know I am severely mentally underdeveloped, but jet engines. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm not good with people. I'm uh, great with jet engines. Rain elf. <laughs> Is that something? <laughs> oh, that was a shit rain man joke. Yeah. Oh, I'm an excellent sleigh driver. <laughs> Oh, so much cutting to be done. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it all in. <laughs> Which is what he said to convince Jovi to go on a date. <laughs> so yeah, um, Santa's in the park, but he's helping him. Walter and Michael, I think his name is, the son, his brother. Michael, yes. Yeah. yeah. Show up and they're helping too. And then... S- Santa does nothing himself. He just tells no, everybody else he's, to, never he's so to. used yeah, he, yeah, to having never elves to do, do everything for him. He's got Michael working on the undercarriage. And then... Uh, just while we're... I mean, we're not on it anymore. He's got a, a sleigh powered by thoughts and prayers and a jet propulsion <laughs> he engine. He does not have a... What the fuck are the reindeers do- doing? He, do- he does not have a, jet, a sleigh powered by thoughts and prayers. In America, that thing would fly. That's all That's... they give. <laughs> It's Christmas oh. wishes. It's the oh oh <laughs> very good, lovely. <laughs> oh no explanation needed. Let's roll on. So, yeah. Roll on. So, I don't need. A, yeah, I don't need an answer. And sort of sticking to a similar vein. And then the big bad of this moment shows up, which is the American police, who they're worried are going are now just going to murder Santa in Central Park, so they've got to escape them. Yeah, this was an odd I mean, point that Santa let's call them, them what they are, there. the Nazgul. Yeah, they basically were. So these are the Central Park Rangers. I, Central I assume Park that's Rangers. a real thing, because uh, it is quite big, I suppose. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but they're just the, the drops in at the end of the movie to be antagonists because. Who else would be right now? Uh, and yeah. they were on the north. You list. need time pressure. Yeah. Um. And a Lord of the Rings reference. <laughs> Which I'm going to say that they were, because oh, it yeah, felt sure. too on the nose for them to not be. Well, if this That's is fair. New Line Cinema, they they would, wouldn't they? Remember, yeah. Remember yeah. the good movies we did? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Some spare horses lying around. <laughs> also, I mean, while this is happening, by the way, there's a news crew outside, uh, yes. which is recording... Everyone's standing outside the park, not stepping foot in it, recording it, saying something that looks a lot like Santa landed, and we're just going to speculate. Instead of going and having a look, just stand here. Yep, like three people in a row say it was Santa. They go, nope, can't be Santa. The next person comes on. It was Santa. Nope. You're all so silly. Yeah. There were police around the outside, I think, stopping people getting in. But again, okay, well then, cut that. Would they? So, but buddy, would they be stopped? Buddy uses his skills and he repairs the jet engine. Slay takes off, and the jet engine just gets 
fucked off straight away. But outside the park, Jovi, not her real name, is trying to bring about Christmas cheer by something, something for all to hear. As she sings another Christmas song and gets everyone joining in. And that's turns out 10 to 15 people singing a Christmas song was all it took. That's how dire this world is. I cannot get the Christmas spirit of 15 people. Because mm-hmm. I assume he now goes and delivers presents all around the world on that power. So, I think in this universe, presents only go to New York City. Um, because the news that was showing... Oh, yeah, Santa's uh, book. Michael reading out of the reading out of Santa's book uh, only was broadcast in New York, and that was apparently the only kids that were in the book. I mean, look, I've already made some nods towards. Um, holy shit! What's the book called? Orwell, nineteen eighty four. I believe that this this is a nineteen eighty four universe where New Yorkers are walled off. <laughs> this is the only humans left. Everyone else is dead. <laughs> Santa releases a criminal among them to wreak havoc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so all goes well, and Buddy has either saved Christmas or he's jumped off a bridge, and none of this really happened. One of the two. Take your pick. And then he, yeah, the end. It then flashes forward, and Ugh. in what I can only imagine must have been. The worst sexual experience ever. Buddy has impregnated Jovi. <laughs> yeah, two things. Firstly, she presumably had to explain sex to him. A man who, you know, has eats nothing but sugar and has the brain of a six-year-old. Let's not delve into <laughs> that. That man is going to kill a child. Absolutely. Feeding it solely candy canes and maple syrup. <laughs> yeah. The other... But the thing that's probably not worth mentioning uh, is that when his dad, whatever that guy's name was, Walter, uh, Walter sets up his new publishing firm and releases a book. Oh, yeah. It is a book by a brand new critically acclaimed author. What? <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. Well, it's Buddy. <laughs> that's a contradiction. Brand new critically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair enough. But... I mean, they've set up their own publishing company. I'm pretty certain they're gonna. He's a one-hit wonder. He just writes about shit that happened to him. There's no, there's no follow-ups from this guy. Just... Today I kissed the lamp and got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Evan shifted away from you. I don't think this publishing house is staying open very long. No. That's the movie, isn't it? That yeah. is that is um, the movie. Yeah, Buddy writes. That Elf. is the movie. We all watched Elf. And I guess now, because he's a famous author, he's just kind of forgiven of all his crimes. It's not said, but I assume he must have had a he must have had a court date. He was in jail, right, for assaulting someone. Oh yeah. Oh god, that would have been a great scene. <laughs> Representing himself. That is the sequel they should have made. I think. But he goes uh, to prison. There's a sequel that they definitely shouldn't have made, and thank God they didn't oh. make it. Apparently there was a sequel in the works or discussed, but Will Ferrell said no. His reasoning being that it just wouldn't be right for people. Like people wouldn't would find it kind of pathetic to see a middle-aged man running around in tights. And I'm just like, 
That's what I just yes, watched. Yes, we did. <laughs> what did you think this movie was? I, yeah, I... He's 36. He's not a young man. No, and like I said, he looks late 40s. Sam, right at the end. Uh, do you have any bad trivia? Oh, every fucking time. Sam, do you have any bad <laughs> reviews for us? <laughs> yes, Evan, I do. I got, uh, yeah, back on the bad reviews. I'll just get right into them. Half a Star, written by MimeSex69. This movie is so awful, I think I would rather make love to a coked up horse than watch this piece of shit again. <laughs> uh, followed up by Half a Star by Envy. I hate the elf. I hate the elf so much. I want to strangle the elf. Stupid fucking elf. I want to fork. I want to fork his eyes out. I hope he gets disemboweled. I hate this fucking elf. <laughs> yep, fair enough. Agree yeah. with that sentiment. I didn't hate it that much, but okay. And um, okay, last one and a, a third half a star. I, I sorted by lowest sc- lowest scores. Yeah. Uh, another half a star by Kimmy. I remember watching this with my uncle, who then cheated on my aunt. That's not why I hated it. I just hate Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That might be my favourite yeah. so far. <laughs> well, other than mm, Jennifer Connolly, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Never reach that height again. Well, I'll tell you what we are reaching, and that's the bloody question that's the reason that we do this bloody podcast. Uh, so you think oh, that was good, do you? It was a phenomenal segue that just went to oh, shit. Oh, but it's your that? movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just me. Did I think this was good? Did I? Did you think this was good? Did, did you? you? Uh, did you? I mean, I think from very Christmassy store. I gave away how I felt watching this film. I, 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 I don't want to say hated it, but I, I do not like most Will Ferrell movies. I've said this before. I just can't get on board with this weird style of comedy they do, where him and John C. Riley usually. I'm glad he wasn't here, or they didn't do a fucking team up sequel. But they just play mentally underdeveloped people. Mm-hmm. And we all yeah. piss ourselves yeah. laughing. Just seemed to be the comedy of American movies in the noughties and early 2010s. Just this and Step Brothers. And it has never sat well with me. I've said many times, Wolf Ferrell's done one good movie. And a load of shit I can't say. Stranger Than Fiction. I think that's a fantastic Oh, film. yes, okay. Just That was good. But the one movie yeah, that's it's... unlike every other movie he's done. Yeah. There's always this th- version of comedy where we laugh at inept people that I just don't get on board with. Like the Mr. Beans and stuff. I've never really understood it. That's a... Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um... There's, I don't know. I feel like American comedy still does that a lot more where we just laugh at a stupid person, person walking around in a normal world. I, I don't know about that. I feel like... Or maybe it's still Will Ferrell movies. I think that's... I think it's that's a British comedy thing as well to an extent. There's plenty of British comedy that is stupid person normal all of the old uh, blackadder faulty towers yeah uh, the office is basically that so there are plenty of examples but but we always get someone like a martin freeman character i think from blackadder yeah. 2 onwards they found the humor in normal person among a bunch of idiots well you're, you're classic straight man yeah yeah which for some reason no. i'm on board with but as soon as it's the other way around i just i zone out 
It's not. Well, I suppose me. in this you don't have it. You have the silly man, and well, then people saying. who are just angry at him for being silly. Yeah. Um, Sam, you go next. Uh, what do you think of this? Well, I mean, I don't quite share the same uh, kind of disdain for Will Ferrell. I like some of his films. I mean, I'll I'll admit, I'm kind of partial to Anchorman, which I know I think I'm the only one here who is. No shame but, in that, mate. No, I like Anchorman. Okay, fair enough. Um, but this, and this, you know, it had some funny moments. I think we've mentioned a few funny moments. Some of the comedy was all right. I just feel like rewatching it, it's massively overshadowed by all the shit that was not all right. That was really uncomfortable. That was kind of rapey. That was mm-hmm. just kind of, it didn't land. And maybe it, maybe it did land at the time, or maybe our standards were lower because we were kids watching it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, overall, no, I, I didn't think it was good. Well, I'm sorry to disagree with you boys, but I really enjoyed this. Oh, oh well, I'm glad someone did. Yeah, well, that's because uh, you're our special little elf. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm the silly boy. You're my straight man. Uh, oh, God. Dropping myself on it. Um, yes, uh, I didn't really like Will Ferrell's performance. I thought everything he did was weird, and I didn't really laugh a lot what he was doing. But this film did remind me why I enjoyed it when I was younger. It's nice and Christmassy. There are some nice bits that just make you feel all happy, and that's why I enjoyed this. There, were some, there was some good writing in this. Uh, the best coffee in New York, that was, that was a funny joke. Uh, I think some of the stuff was intentional. I feel like the the photo that went to the dad that looked creepy but wasn't meant to be, that felt intentional to me, to, to make you you question whether or not it was creepy and that, that being the joke. But I don't know if that's just the way I think. I feel like um, with who the target audience of this movie was, I don't think you were meant to consider it that deeply. Well, but parents go along. And was this really a kid's film? You know, Will Ferrell's in something... People go to see it. It's, it's like, I don't know. No, this, maybe was this was Will too Ferrell's early in his career. first ever. Like, wow, the really? role. Yeah. Okay. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. Straight over I think, else's head. I mean, it's it's sort of a kid's movie. All Christmas movies are, not, not all. Yeah. Most kids, Christmas movies are at least somewhat targeted at kids. It, I think it was clearly designed to be enjoyed by ad- adults as well. And I just, I think it's that aspect of it that, yeah, maybe the joke there was that it was a bit creepy and that was like the adult's joke for that bit. Yeah. So, yeah. And I also want to qualify my dislike of this by, as I said at the start, I watched this in fast forward for half the time. So if the jokes didn't land, it's possibly my fault. I know. I think you'd hate it more if you watched it on uh, normal speed. That seems what's happened to Carl. Uh, also, <laughs> I hated it the same, but for longer. I think I maybe likes this in comparison to other Christmas movies. I am not a Christmas movie guy at all. When Chloe tries to sit me down to watch them this time of year, I just can't fucking do it. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised by this. And I'm very excited for our next two choices, uh, which you will see coming very soon. Uh, I think we're done there, boys, aren't we? Unless there's anything you want to add? I've been done for a while. Perfect. And I can sense that. Thank you, boys, for joining me. And thank you all for listening. If you'd be so kind to leave us a five-star review on the platform of your choice and follow us over at So You Think Pod on Twitter, join us again next week when we'll no doubt be shitting over, all over, enemy number one of this podcast, Matthew Broderick, when we watch 
Deck the Halls, which also has the stunning Danny DeVito in. Until next week, everybody, goodbye. 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 And Merry Christmas. <laughs>